Every part of your vehicle serves a purpose, especially your tires. When they aren't right, it makes a big difference in safety. So, find great deals on trusted brands of automotive and specialty tires for farm machinery, utility vehicles, and more at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Now that Wisconsin is seeing some snow, there's some measures you can take to prevent snow load damage to your agriculture buildings. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. David Bonhoff is an emeritus professor at UW-Madison in agricultural engineering. Now, David, you tell us that obstructions on the roof or changes in pitch are places where snow can build up and cause collapses. But how do you prevent that from happening on your egg building without putting up a whole new shed? Number one, I would say, if it's an older building, you definitely want to get in there. You want to uh, look, inspect it, look for wood decay and metal corrosion, especially corrosion of connections such as, you know, metal truss plates. Those are the things that are going to compromise your structural integrity. And if you see you have a major problem, then you really should contact your original building engineer or some other person who's qualified to assess the situation and see if this is a critical thing that should be taken care of. And also, I mean, if you've done any kind of physical damage to a critical structural component, and an example of that would be maybe you've partially fractured a post by accidentally running into it with your skid steer loader, and believe you me, that kind of stuff happens more often than you think. (laughs) They've busted up something, and they don't go back and repair it. They think, oh, well, the building's still standing. I hit it, but it didn't cause the collapse. Well, you know, there's no boat on the roof, (laughs) right? That's why it's maybe still standing. But correct and fix those things. And, you know, realize that outside of structural engineers, there's very, very few people. And that even includes the actual builder that are really aware of how critical a particular component is to the structural integrity of the building. Sometimes, you know, some critical bracing even gets left out. Critical bracing gets left out during construction or it hasn't been properly installed during construction. And we don't find out about that till there's a heavy snow on the roof and the building, something starts to go wrong. Or actually, you know, the building fails. And we come in there after a failure and we go and we look at it and we go, oh, well, you know, this obviously wasn't put together correctly. So I'm just saying that those are things that you can do now that you have a building up. You can kind of go in and, and look at the corrosion and the decay. But uh, if there's something that was done wrong during construction, yeah, nobody's going to know it except for, you know, a few people that understand building design from the structural engineering perspective. Then the other question is, okay, what happens when you get a lot of snow on the roof? Okay, so th- this is things you do before snow's on the roof. What happens when all of a sudden there's a lot of snow on the roof? How do you get it off uh, or should you try to take it off? Those are two different (laughs) questions with different answers. But if the snow is on the roof, can you rake it off? Or should you rake it off? It's under sure. Try to rake it off. I wouldn't go up there on the roof, and especially don't go up there with snowblowers. There's people that actually have tried to do that sort of stuff. A snowblower? Yeah, like I've (laughs) seen. uh, (laughs) And, uh, well, it's it's that deep. And, you know. What what they do to the rough steel in that particular case is just, I mean, it just gets destroyed to the point that they have to come in and re-rough the building once the snow is gone. But you can argue that, hey, it's better than having the whole rough collapse in a, in a progressive collapse. And that's typically what happens once we see an area of a rough fail or there's a localized load that causes a localized failure, it typically results in a progressive collapse that brings down the whole roof. That's what people are trying to avoid. They're saying, hey, I don't want to cause that local failure. Let me get some of the snow off the roof. Maybe I'll prevent that total roof collapse. So yeah, I'll damage a small area, but prevent this total collapse. The other thing is try to get the, you could try to see if you can get the uh, roof to shed the snow itself. 
The way that you can get that to happen is you can say, well, can I melt the snow off the roof? Now, in an animal confinement facility, not a machine shed, but an animal confinement facility, you can sometimes do that by driving up the roof temperature, and you can drive that up by saying, I'm going to shut off my ventilation or close up my ventilation system and warm up the building. Get the building above the freezing point of the uh, snow that's on the roof. Understand if you've got a thick blanket of snow on the roof, that's a layer of insulation. And typically, if you warm the building up at all, that insulation is going to enable you to warm that steel up to the point that you'll start melting the snow on the bottom side of that layer. But the thing that happens often then is that that water, as it's melting, it runs down until it gets to the eave. And the eave oftentimes is fairly large, meaning that you have a large eave over. I should say the overhang at the eave is fairly large. And they, they put large overhangs on eaves of animal confinement facilities to really keep snow from blowing into the curtain, curtain sidewall or, you know, any opening on that sidewall to prevent any water even from driving in there. Put on a good overhang. So that's just for sidewall protection. But what that does is that overhang is going to be cold, and it's not going to get warmed up by the animals inside the building. So the water comes down, and it gets that overhang, and it's and it freezes. It freezes on the overhang. And now what you have is an ice dam forming, water coming down and freezing. The more water that comes down, the more ice you get forming on the overhang and it just keeps building up this layer of ice and that's why it's called an ice dam because it prevents the other water from coming and running off the roof and and that ice prevents the snow from sliding off the roof so the reason i was trying to get the snow to melt was to say well maybe i can get some of that ice that the water to run off or sometimes if i get that liquid layer it'll cause the snow to slide off the roof you often find that when it starts to warm up you've had a snowfall and it's happened during cold weather but when it starts to warm up, you'll find that the animals heating up that roof cause the snow to just slide off in big chunks. And that's just because of that liquid layer there. And you just want to do everything in your power to make sure that that water that's, that's forming and, and lubricating that surface doesn't freeze at the eave and prevent the snow from sliding off the roof. So that's one reason to try to, you know, open up or scrape stuff off at the eave, which you can do. You can scrape that snow off at the eave and at least help the rest of the snow slide off. And the other thing to do is, you know, don't put things on your roof that prevent snow from sliding off. Now, yeah, people like to do that right over doorways, right? You don't want snow sliding off and hitting somebody on the head as it's coming off the roof. And some of that is, it can you know, it can be frozen chunks, and it can really do a number on a person, critically injure people, kill people. So they, they put on these, you know, things to prevent that. But that comes to bite you in the butt when it comes to preventing a roof collapse from a snow load. So think twice about putting that sort of stuff on your roof. And one other thing you can do is that I told you about snow falling on a roof that gets blown. One thing that's really critically important is to make sure that no more snow ends up on the roof than normally would under a snowfall. And you're saying, well, what do you mean by that? Well, this happened in Iowa a few years ago and in uh, Minnesota in uh, flat areas. They had snow just blowing across these large fields and blowing up against buildings. And so much snow blew up against the building, the drifts got so large, the snow not only just blew up and formed a drift alongside the building, the snow started blowing across the field and got up along that, that drift by the building and blew right up on the roof. So now, not only was the snow that fell on the roof going over the top 
and forming a drift on the south side of the of the ridge. There's snow falling on the fields around the building and for miles around the building was coming and blowing up on that roof and getting captured. We talk about the fetch area and the catch area. The fetch area, typically, if it's a building with a north slope and a south slope, is an east to west ridge. The fetch area is that north slope. And the catch area is that area right over the top of the ridge on the south side. Well, now your fetch area went from just being the north side of your roof to being the fields around your building. And us engineers, we never took that into account designing that building. No engineer ever, ever has taken that into account. So if you know that, the biggest thing you can do, if you start seeing something like that, is you got to get your big loaders out there. The big loaders that you're using to, uh, you know, take silage out of your bunker silos, whatever. And you've got to move that snow out that from the you know, side of that building. You have to get rid of that drift. You've got to keep that snow from blowing up on that roof. So that's one thing that farmers in a certain area might experience in certain years, and they need to watch it, and they can deal with it, and they can prevent a collapse because that, that single thing was responsible for some large buildings coming down, and those could have been prevented. Now, David, is this something that's starting to happen more often because I feel like Wisconsin is seeing more snowfall happening at one time. And you made it sound like just one snow could take down some of your roof, especially in combination with wind. Yes, it's the combination. It's definitely the combination of wind and snow. You get a good snowfall, and especially if it's a lighter snow and it's going to blow, definitely so. It's just a lighter snow and a lot of snow. And yes, we are getting bigger snows. And the reason we're getting that is because these fronts, are moving at a much slower pace, and that's definitely due to global warming. If you talk to the meteorologist, it's that due to global warming, the temperature extremes sometimes are a little bit different. It's the temperature differences from one area of the country to the other area of the country that are responsible for how fast things move. And we get, we're getting sometimes very slower, these slower moving fronts that are leaving us a, a lot more rain, obviously, in the uh, spring and the summer. And we're getting a lot more flooding because of it. And we also tend to get snows that when they come, they give us a lot more snow at one time. And if they're slower moving, sometimes they also tend, some of it tends to be a little wetter. If it's a wet snowfall, it tends to not that stuff doesn't drift much, but it can put a heavier load on your roof. So we are, though, from a structural engineering perspective, taking that stuff into account. We're recognizing it and designing for it. But the old buildings, yeah, they haven't been designed for that. That's David Bonhoff, an emeritus professor in the Ag Engineering Department at UW-Madison. He says new designs to prevent snow load collapses include putting steeper slopes on egg buildings. He says those steep slopes are also ideal for solar panels, which are becoming more popular on egg building roofs. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff. Food, water, shelter, and nesting are all vital to attracting birds to your backyard. Multiple food sources are also helpful. Shop a wide variety of feeders, waterers, and bird food at Blaine's Farm and Fleet to keep your feathered friends happy and healthy all year long.